0: Welcome to Siftin' Through the Shit. Today's date September 9th, 2021. Industrial hygienist. That is a term you need to become familiar with because that is going to be the industry that sets us free. An industrial hygienist is an expert on basically cleanliness of air inside an industrial setting. Now, industrial setting doesn't necessarily mean a manufacturing plant. It could be a doctor's office. It could be an airplane. But their job is to determine the safe breathability, if you will, of the environment Actually, not even breathability, the safety of the environment in which you are working in. The mask that we've been told to wear, I'm trying to think of it, but here's an idea. Have you ever sanded drywall? Have you done it without a mask at all? Have you done it with the little face diapers that they've been handing out to everybody? Or have you used it, done it with an actual, like a spray painter's mask? Not quite a respirator, because a respirator, from what I understand, actually feeds you fresh oxygen. still smell the latex? Chances are you can. And why is that? Why is it that even with that mask on you can breathe in the dust and you can still smell the latex? Because the particles of the dust and that cause the smell of the latex are so small that the mask is ineffective. Even if you duct taped it to your face, the particles of the aerosol, of the smell of that latex are so small, they're still going to come through that mask. It's the same thing with the COVID virus. It That virus is 10,000 times smaller than a particle of drywall dust. So why are they still pushing the whole mass thing? I have two theories on it. One, somebody's making a buttload of money on mass sales which, you know, that's a pretty obvious one. But the other is to see how compliant people are and how long we will be compliant for, and if those who were initially compliant will change. Now, I will say from the get-go of this, if a store had a sign in front that were happy, Karen. Warm and fuzzy. Um, By force, not fear. I believe that's the one I wore through the airport on our way to Las Vegas this last winter. That doesn't mean that I agreed with it. It meant that I was respecting wishes of the owner of the retail establishment that I was going into. Oftentimes, they were just doing what they had to do to keep their licensing and stay open. It's become quite obvious to me that our government has grown far beyond what our forefathers had envisioned or intended. It actually brings me back to thinking about the series Deadwood, where they were looking at becoming annexed into the United States, the state of South Dakota, or as it would be known, South Dakota. And they're told that, you know, if they establish a form of government, then they would be looked upon as... Already exists. There's no need to recreate it. We'll just add it in as it is. And so they set up a few official positions, like a sheriff, a uh, help person, a waste person, you know, disposal person. And Charlie Utter, I believe, was the guy who was assigned the fire safety. Charlie Utter walks into uh, Mr. Nuttall's bar that uh, Wild Hill Hickok, Wild Bill Hickok was shot in and tells him he's got to put some rod iron between his stovepipe and his wood of the wall of his bar. And Mr. Nuttall gets a little upset about this because he's like, What the hell? I moved out here to avoid all this government bullshit. My place has been standing for months. It hasn't been a fire yet. Why do I have a reason to believe there'll be a fire now? But you want me to add wrought iron to my damn stovepipe. So we've been fighting this tyranny for, like I said, forever. Charlie Utter's response was... Tom, you don't want the whole damn town to burn up because you didn't put wrought iron on your stovepipe now, do you? We're all stuck in this together. We are all stuck in this together. But you know what? Freedom, individual freedom, to me, is one of the most important things that we have in this world. If you have a piece of property that has a mud pit in the back, and you want to have your buddies over and run your trucks back there and just tear the hell out of it, that's your business shouldn't need a special permit, shouldn't need to ask permission. Now, if you're running a garage in the back of your property, just working on your own stuff and your buddy's stuff, and you're dumping oil and antifreeze out the back door into the ground, well that affects everyone. That is a problem. And that's where your individual freedoms are now infringing on other people's individual freedoms. So this brings us to COVID. The overreaction to something that has a 98 percent survival rate no matter what your age group is astounding to me but let's put it in individual freedom circumstances if we've proved beyond a shadow of doubt that social distancing mask wearing, that shutting a bar down at 10 o'clock at night, has not stopped this or proven effective at all, then why are we infringing on other people's individual freedoms? Clearly their individual freedoms are not infringing on other people's individual freedoms. Now, if you feel sick, stay your ass home. If you're scared of this, stay your ass home. But don't tell me that I can't fly on a plane, go on vacation, eat out at a restaurant, Sing karaoke in a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning. Between this and our election, I believe the American people have been awakened to how many freedoms they've given up. We supposedly have 19 towel heads hijack planes on 9-11 and fly them into buildings. And ever since, we've been taking off our shoes and undressing ourselves in a, to walk through a machine to get on an airplane. I remember a time when you'd go in, you'd check your bag, check your ticket, you walked up to your terminal, and you waited for your plane. In fact, I'm pretty sure when I flew home from technical training in 1992, my wife met me on the tarmac. It's a little Traverse City airport, so it's a little puddle jumper. In fact, I don't even think they had concourses. So, you know, open up the door, which has the staircase built into it. I come walking out of there, and I, I can picture it like it happened yesterday. There she was, standing there waiting for me. But because we're so afraid, we're willing to have people search us, without probable cause and to show up to an airport two hours early I love to fly and I pray and hope that as all the lies come to fruition and all the tyranny is challenged that we get to a point where we can fly freely again. And we can do things without the tyranny of this government and their fear factor. on this earth that I fear and that's snakes it may sound funny but I, I I cannot even explain it my fear of snakes is debilitating in fact last it last year a year before I don't even remember now I was driving down I saw half of a quite good sized blue racer alongside the road and it gave me goosebumps and it just freaked me right out as I drove past. And I told myself when I was driving back, okay, you're going to stop and you're going to face that fear. You're going to get out of this truck and you're going to touch that snake. And I was probably a quarter mile from where that snake was. And the goosebumps came back, my arm hair stood on end, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I don't fear death. he was sticking something in or what. But he told the guy, he says, if you move, I got to do it again. So don't move. Two seconds later, I heard screams that I can't even fathom. for my nation, I fear it for our children. Do I personally fear it? Hell no. I say bring it on. If you're one of these alphabet soup companies, you know, CIA, FBI, whatever, bring me into a room. Torture me. It's funny because when I see movies about sleep deprivation, I laugh. Because I think about when I was really depressed going through my first divorce, and my buddy would bring me to a bar with a live band, and I'd be falling asleep. I don't think sleep deprivation would work on me. Because there comes a point where I can pretty much sleep. Pain is not forever. God made our bodies so that we can endure pain. I mean, shit, I've been working going on six months now with what they believe is a torn rotator cuff. You kind of learn to work around it, work through it, bite the bullet, so to speak. Think back when I was in business with my LED lighting company, there were guys out there, in fact one guy in particular who I had saved as Michael Asshole in my phone. Because this guy would call me and he'd ask me for a competing bid for a customer. He'd be like, hey, you know, I got got a customer, here's a list of the products, you know, let me know what you got. Maybe I'll use your stuff if if it's, you know, less expensive. And I had a a vendor's price list and a retail price list. And the vendor's price list was about 30 to 40% less than what I would sell to somebody just walking up the street or a customer that I had found. This guy never once bought from me. And it didn't take me long to think to myself what he's probably really doing. He's probably taking my quotes, changing the prices, providing them to a customer and saying, see, I'm below market value. People who do business like that. want to control where you work, how you work, the number of hours you work, how much a business has to pay you for that work, what you eat, how you eat. Whether or not you get a surgery, I I just, I can't wrap my head around that. I just wanna live my life. When I had my business, I thought, you know, one of the reasons I did not buy chips from a company called Cree, was because Cree was the leading chip manufacturer in the world at the time. So they promoted themselves. And Cree would sell to somebody like me, manufacturing all those small little pole building in Elk Rapids. But Cree would take that same chip. well, not the same chip. See, in LEDs, you have batches. The LED, the, the, the part that's the, the filament, if you will, is grown they slice it in micro thin slices. And there's good pieces and there's bad pieces. It's kind of like if you think about a worm, on the ends, you have a taper of the worm. The worm is not consistently thick from tip to tip. Same thing with LED chips. And so if you're mass producing these chips, And you're making your own product but you're also selling to people to make their own product who do you think is going to get the better chip the guy making it or the person he's selling it to to compete with it i never understood why anybody would do business with creed So there's lots to think about there. Like I said, become familiar with the term industrial hygienist. It's going to become very relevant in the coming months. Pray for peace, prosperity, and freedom in the entire world. Because in the coming years, one or two, there's going to be a revolution of the people out the world against the powers that be. If you're listening to CNN and Fox News or any other mainstream media podcast or uh, source, you need to turn them off because they are state-run media. They are given talking points and they're using those talking points as told. God bless. Have a good day. Oh, wait a second, one last thing. Wendy's in Gaylord. Now, from what I understand, Michigan just repealed the unemployment extension for COVID Act. Wendy's in Gaylord has a sign at the front of the building. Sign on bonus. You wanna take a guess how much? 500? Nope. A thousand? No. $1,500? 1500 No. $2,500 to come work at Wendy's for a month. At least that's what the Qdoba requirement was. You had to work there for a month to get that bonus. Unbelievable. God bless. Have a good day.